Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking New York Mets with MLB.com's Mets beat reporter, Anthony McCalmo. The, uh, the Mets got a little bit of a scare this week with the news that Stephen Matz had some sort of mild back ailment. Uh, let's start by asking you to talk Mets fans back off the ledge a little bit as far as uh, what exactly is going on with Matt, because it does not sound like it's that serious right now. Well, there's no talking Mets fans back off the ledge uh, with Matt's or with anyone, really. Um, and uh, we've spoken on this on this podcast before, talking about how you know the Mets are going to make the playoffs, and, and this just tends to be a fatalist attitude around this team sometimes where you can't say things like that. Well, it's happened now that we can talk about this stuff. Um, and we can talk about how someone like Stephen Matt, who woke up wrong, had a little uh, discomfort in his back. Um, uh, normally it wouldn't be a big deal, but, but it becomes a story because a, the playoffs start next week and he's going to be a part of that rotation. And uh, B we've been down this road before with Matt. This is a, extremely injury prone guy historically um you know we we had not a similar injury but a similar situation back in july where you know he woke up feeling something a little funny uh said something uh the mets played it off as no big deal he wound up making his next start and uh hurt it worse and wound up missing uh weeks so you know, while you ha- kind of have to take what the Mets are saying at face value, that this isn't a big deal at all, and ultimately I don't think it is. Uh, you know, they still have him slotted to pitch this week. Um, they still tentatively have him slotted in that playoff rotation. You'll probably get an official announcement there uh, sometime early next week. Um, but Terry Collins said it himself. You know, you have to be wary because of this guy's history. And uh, I think that's certainly part of the reason why the Mets are looking at Matt's in the rotation instead of the bullpen in October because they don't want to uh, mess with this guy's routine, given all that he's gone through with Tommy John surgery and a long road back and injuries along the way and so on and so forth. They just don't want to put him in situations where he's not comfortable. Um, but as for this specific injury, you know, everything that we know right now, it, it shouldn't be a big deal. He should be good to go for, for this week against the Phillies and good to go going forward in October. If he is healthy, uh, is it pretty well set that he's the number four starter in the division series? Yeah, I, I think he, he's earned it. I think he deserves it. I think uh, you know you can certainly sit there and make a case 
for Bartolo Colon uh, just because of how well he's pitched over the past couple of months. Uh, but frankly, no disrespect to Colon, I, I don't trust that. Uh, every win he's gotten, every good start he's pitched has been against the Phillies, the Braves, or the Marlins. And you're talking about three teams in the bottom five of major leagues in offense, uh, three teams uh, that are filled with young hitters, guys that uh, you know are ripe for exploitation, which is what Colon is so good at. Um, and, and I just... Uh, not that he can't succeed in the playoffs, not that he can't succeed against the Dodgers or the Pirates or the Cardinals or whoever else the Mets wind up playing down the road here. Um, he just hasn't proven it. And Matt's stuff is off the charts for a left-handed pitcher. You put him in a rotation with Noah Syndergaard, with Matt Harvey, with Jacob deGrom, those four guys, all of whom throw 95-plus, uh, some of whom you know, can get up into the upper 90s. Even, you know, we've seen DeGrom hit triple digits this year. We've seen Matt Harvey hit triple digits in the past. Obviously, Syndergaard is capable of that as well. Um, it's their best chance to win. I think the Mets realize that. Uh, I think however tempting Mets might be for an inning or a batter in relief, uh, like I said, the injury history plays into that. And just the fact that the Mets feel he's more valuable to them, uh, giving you five, six, seven innings in a start versus one, two, three batters in a relief appearance. Um, it's just the fact, the more you're out there, the more you can help the team. And uh, frankly, you know, if you're sitting on the other side and you're the Dodgers and you're looking forward to this series, who would you rather see? Bartolo Colon at, at age 42 throwing 90-91 or Stephen Matz coming at you 95-96 from, from the left side? I think uh, pretty much every, every hitter on that team, you know, if you ask them honestly, would tell you they'd rather face Colon. Uh, I think the Mets realize that, and it's pretty plain to see, both from their perspective and from anyone who's watched this team. To take this one step further, it, it, is it, in fact, safe to say that we've got a pretty good read, barring a surprise, of not only the four pitchers, but the sequence of them for the division series? Yeah, well, the Mets have come out and said pretty much that Matt Harvey's not going to pitch twice in the division series. Um, it's all part of you know, the plan we've spoken about a million times. Um, that keeps changing, uh, but right now we're in a situation with Matt Harvey where when he's out there, he's good to go. He's good to go as he normally would, and that means you're not going to look at a Yankee situation where you take him out after five innings um, or even six innings or even 100 pitches. If you need him for 105, for 110, if you need him to pitch into the eighth, if his, if his count is low, you can do that with Matt Harvey. Now, the drawback is that, no, you can't pitch him twice in a series, so uh, the Mets don't particularly want to pitch him in game one or two because they want the guys who go in those games to potentially be available for game four and for game five. So uh, I think it's certainly going to be Jacob deGrom and Noah Syndergaard in one and two. Um, and that makes home field advantage all the more important for the Mets because they would much rather have Syndergaard in particular, given his splits, which, which admittedly have gotten a little better as the year has gone, has gone along. Um, but Syndergaard has had for much of this year some pretty extreme home road splits, so all things being equal, the Mets would love to start him in Game 2 at home. Um, and the other thing about Harvey pitching Game 3 is Terry Collins has said this, Sandy Alderson has said this, um, while every game in a five-game in a best-of-five series is important, Game 3, no matter what, is crucial. Either you're up 2-0 with a chance to nail this thing home, uh, you're down 2-0 in a must-win situation, or it's a 1-1 series tie, in which case you know you need that game badly. So uh, the Mets would love to have Matt Harvey pitch in one of those situations, and uh, that's what it's looking like. Then you have Steven Matz for Game 4, and you could potentially bring Jacob DeGrom back for 5 with Noah Syndergaard available out of the bullpen in an emergency. It's, it's, it's a pretty formidable 
four-man rotation for a five-game playoff series. And while the Dodgers obviously have their horses as well, um, you have to like what you look at lining that up if you're the Mets. Yeah, that, that was a big thing that, that Tony La Russa believed in, actually, and I, I know I probably talk about that too much, but he was a really big believer in the importance of Game 3, not only just for that simple, it, you're either going for a sweep, avoiding a sweep, or taking control of the series, but just that first home game at the other park is a very charged atmosphere, and it, it's it's similar to Game 1 in that vibe and that excitement, and you need somebody who can handle that. So uh, that's definitely, it's, I think it's always something worth considering. Um, you noted how much they want home field, and I think we've talked about it. I know I've read it before, this notion of one of the things you really don't want is to be playing 5 o'clock games or 4 o'clock games at Dodger Stadium against Clayton Kershaw and Zach Greinke. Now, you probably don't want to be facing Jacob deGrom or, or Noah Syndergaard either, but um, are they? How, how do they kind of walk that balance over these last few days with the division title secured between – playing to stay ahead of the Dodgers and making sure that everybody gets the rest they need. Yeah, well, they're, they're in a pretty nice division because they had opened up a couple-game lead on the Dodgers, and any any lead that you have is really uh, a game better than, than it looks in the standings because the Mets uh, beat the Dodgers head-to-head this season in, in, this, ser- in this head-to-head series. Um, so the Mets will have the tiebreaker if these two teams finish tied, which is a pretty likely scenario at this point the Mets would open at home. Um, as far as pursuing that further, it, for the Mets, it's kind of a, we're not ignoring it. We're not going to just you know pretend it doesn't exist. Um, but we're also not going to go completely out of our way to try and do it. And what I mean by that is, you know, this is a team that, that's had a pretty, um, it's had a pretty flexible, versatile lineup to begin with since really the end of July. Um, one, your eBay's injury hurts that a little bit. Um, but the Mets are still kind of capable of sliding guys in and out, of giving David Wright regular rest, for example, of giving Daniel Murphy regular rest. And you can do that with pretty much anyone in your lineup and not sacrifice a ton of quality if, if you're doing it the right way and you're not, you're not just mass subbing guys out um, for a game at a time, sort of like you saw with the Mets lineup the day after they clinched. It was almost comical. Um, they won't be doing that again anytime soon other than maybe the last game of the season. Um, but because they have such a quality bench now, they're able to rest guys regularly and, and give Wright, obviously, is the big one, all the rest that he needs. Um, they're going to keep pitching their horses down the stretch, too. Uh, you, you know, you're not going to see them turn in the bullpen to Familia and Clippard and Reed every single night like they were doing when they were trying to clinch. But those guys will still pitch regularly. If the Mets feel they have a chance to close out a game, they'll, they'll go with them as long as they haven't been used all that much. Um, the one thing... You know, they may shy away from doing is I think they're going to cut short a lot of these guys, their final turns through the rotation. You're not going to see Jacob DeGrom throw 105, 110 pitches his last time out. You're certainly not going to see the same for Matt Harvey, who's going to have an abbreviated outing against the Nationals. And they'll back off a little on Syndergaard. Um, certainly they'll be careful with Matt's given how he, you know, he did have that minor injury this week. Um, but really, uh, you're not going to see a ton of difference between the teams that they're trotting out there and how they're using them. Uh, versus what they've done in weeks past, because they do view home field advantage as pretty important. They think they have the team to do it. The Dodgers kind of opened the door for them uh, by playing some losing baseball down the stretch, and uh, it's going to be an interesting fight. The Mets would love to open at home. They have been waiting a long time to have a crowded city field like the one that uh, certainly will be out there whenever game, whenever they play their first home game in the playoffs. Um, if it's game one, it would be a very nice 
cherry on a nice season for the Mets. What is the, the latest with Uribe? What, what's the, the level of hope or confidence that he would be able to be a contributor in the division series? Well, I don't think confidence is the word because the Mets are, are pretty wary about this injury. It's a chest injury. Um, he's suffered it diving for a ground ball, and uh, it, it's, he really he exacerbated it when he made a pinch hit appearance over the weekend in Cincinnati. Um, the good news for the Mets is that as we stand here today, uh, it's a Wednesday. They still have nine days before their first playoff game, so it's essentially like you know they've put the guy on the disabled list, even though they didn't technically do that. They don't have to. Um, he's got a lot of time to rest, and it's not a decision they have to make for over a week. So uh, I don't have a ball. I can't tell you if he's going to be ready. What I can tell you is that, like I was talking before about that deep bench, while the Mets really value what Uribe brings to the table, while they think you know he's the type of guy that can do a very clutch at bat, if you believe in that sort of thing, in October, um, if he is out, it's not the end of the world because they have other options. Um, really, you were probably looking at one of Kelly Johnson or Eric Young Jr. making the playoff roster. If Uribe's out, they both probably get on. So it, it does solve a problem for that for them in that sense. And, you know, if you advance, I think certainly Uribe would be ready to go in the NLCS at that point. Um, but as we stand here today with a week plus to go until the start of the playoffs, uh, it's anyone's guess if when Uribe will be available at this point. All right. Well, Anthony Nicomo, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras. And thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.